Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Boom. And there it is. Wireless on the most reliable network nationwide. That's cool. But with my wireless, I get unlimited for just 30 bucks. Impressive. But does yours have 5G included? Of course. And my wireless saves me 400 bucks a year. <clears throat> That's because you all have Xfinity Mobile with your internet. It's wireless so good, it keeps one-upping itself. $30 per line per month. Taxes and fees extra. Compares pricing of top carriers. Xfinity internet required. Reduced speeds up to 20 gigabits of usage per line. Most reliable based on root metrics. You report. Results vary. Not an endorsement. Five and a four and then a three and then a two and then a one. Happy birthday to us. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to us. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to the review. Yeah. Happy birthday to us. And all of you, reviewers, new and old, if you can believe it, in late April of 2016, oh, yeah. one, of the, one of the greatest audio recordings that you could ever, ever listen to was born, courtesy of my guy, my brother in savagery, who also celebrated birthday. We'll get into that in just a moment. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, sure. He came up with the name and the idea, and together we put it together to make this goddamn thing happen. It is the Thoid, that's right, the Thoid anniversary of the, the JB and Benny Blue Review podcast. And goddamn it, we couldn't be more proud to have you joining us today. Yeah. On the FaceTime, looking as pretty as he can. Always stays with the fresh chop. My man's getting lean and mean for the summertime. Yeah. My guy, Dr. Jeremy Eugene Bridges Jr., the third mm-hmm. Esquire, yes. who is also celebrating his birthday. Sir, uh, I can't believe it's our, our anniversary. We we just keep making this shit happen, whether it's every week, every other week, every yep. two and a half weeks. Yeah, right, right. Our fucking schedule gets knocked off. Bro, how are you feeling? How was your personal birthday, and how are you feeling about our anniversary and celebrating it with the reviewers out there, goddamn. Well, first of all, reviewers, how the hell are you? Uh, we miss you guys. Uh, how the hell are you? Put up on our story, man, on IG, man. You know, just we ain't forgot about you guys. I know. Because we got that feeling, like Jody, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we, got, we got to give you what you need, give you what you want, give you what you need. Uh, uh, first of all, you know, I, I just appreciate all the love, you know what I'm saying? And happy birthday wish now that I got for my birthday. We're still on the 19th of this month. A couple of days ago, uh, it was a good weekend, man. Uh, we went to a little sandbar spot. After we went, you, you came to the mm-hmm. that spot. We was out here. Shout out to sandbar. Family, you know what I'm saying? Friends, everybody's just kicking it. Nice and smooth, slow motion type shit. Good, safe night. I drank way too much alcohol. Uh, Damn. Sunday was a recovery day. You know, you're getting, I'm 39 years old, man. It's just, it just, just don't work like it used to. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, Sunday was a recovery day. And then, yeah, we went from there, man. But it's just a blessing to see another year. Uh, Damn right. And that's just that, man. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's where I leave it. You know what I'm saying? And we keep pushing it. We try to make the next year better than the last. But uh, as far as this thing, man, uh, three years, shit. Man, you know, when we first started this thing, I remember for everybody that don't know, I don't know if we talked about this on our two-year anniversary, but I was in Bank of America with my youngest daughter, Sparrow. I'll never forget this shit. And I was listening to uh, the, the, the True Blue podcast, which I had done with the Phoenix podcast. And I was listening to it in the car on the way to the bank. And I called Benny as soon as I got through listening to it. I was like, yo, we got to do this. All right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I was like, we got to do one together. Like, you know what I'm saying? Our dynamic was just that amazing. It was, it, was, it, was, it just flowed like the river now. And God. three years later, here we are. This is what, episode 18, 
Correct. 118, 118. 118 episodes. Jeez, mm-hmm. and Louise. Uh, man, another big time blessing to see another year in this podcast. Yeah, and you know that. And we, we we bringing that heat just like we planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't no fluke. There wasn't no shit here. You know, it's, it's always been fun to us, but we knew what 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 it was when we started. We want to take over oh, yeah. the game. We used to hashtag all the time. We taking over. Uh, and to a certain extent, we have. And, and even more so, we still are. So, right. hell yeah, man, uh, to, 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 to review, on and on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, till 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 the death, man, because people have really been, been slowly but surely rocking with us. We have a lot of five-star reviews. We got a lot of in-person and online compliments. We put stuff up, people share it. When we ask you to engage, you engage. Yes, sir. And I mean... You know, like you said, you you know, you you, you start it, the way it started. Like, man, reviewers, like you remember, like when we were doing our videos and our reactions and everything, we were doing that. We were doing this straight out of the goddamn social. We were either <laughs> JB spot, we had the fucking veranda, the veranda, and, baby. And we were making it happen. We had we had people in the fucking savage lobby, the guests coming in, and it just evolved from there. The type of guests that we were getting, the type of things that we were talking about, and the type of love that we've been getting from all of you. So. Seriously, like this, like we, as JB said, we really, if we didn't enjoy doing it, we wouldn't do it straight, straight like that. But that, so that's where it starts. So the fact that we enjoy doing it and also that people are actually listening to us and they want us to keep doing more, Mm -hmm. man, it's only, it's only going to grow into fourth year, fifth year and wherever, wherever this thing could take us. Cause look, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, real quick, I want to give a special shout, a gentleman who was giving me high praise, who will probably be on this podcast because he's doing his thing as well. Shout out to my guy, uh, Jeremy Gumbo. That's because he, he's from he's from that goddamn N.O. You're me. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? My guy, Jeremy Gumbo Christian, he hooked it up uh, with the audition on Wild and Out, which I just came from, and it went pretty well for your boy. So send it, send one up. They took like a thousand submissions from L.A., and they only had about 25 of us in there. So um, I made it through the final round. So um, knock on wood, we'll see. What happens with that? So I want to shout him out and Niall, the executive producer. Um, shout out to Cannon, man. Cool dude. Uh, he was rocking a bulletproof vest and your auntie's head wrap. So I had definitely had to flame him for a second. But he was a cool guy. And he was there. And we did wild style and the whole thing. So that was a fun experience. I actually had just come back from the road. As Jeremy knows, that's why our schedule got knocked off. Because your man was out here doing making plays and doing shows, taking care of some family stuff. So shout yes, out to everybody saw in Michigan. Yes, I will be going back out on the road doing some more shit like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, we just appreciate it, man. There's a lot of different things happening, especially in this fucking sports world. Cause you already know reviewers, you've been rocking with us for at least a year. Yeah. You know what time it is? We started this thing off with the draft. Yes, sir. We did. And I'm on the line with a gentleman who knows what it feels like to be drafted. Maybe not necessarily where he wanted to be drafted, but God but damn it. All you know it matters is that he got in that bitch. Got the opportunity. You know? And I, I tell people all the time that door opened up. Hit that bitch and ran and never looked back. Right, exactly. And real quick, JB, for just for though, just so we get out got out the way. Actually, you know what? Let me do this. We may need to do. We may need to do. Uh, fucking uh, JB's true NFL stories because you uh, went in. You went into depth about what wig piece Mel Mel Kiper said about your ass. The senior ball experience. Right. You kind of went into depth in, in in previous episodes around the draft, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's something that may be kicking around in your brain in terms of draft night and everything. Because I mean, Pete, listen, reviewers, <laughs> it ain't it ain't like all like you know 
you got all your family and ESPN cameras all around and you're crying and call, uh, calling the general oh, manager. God. It don't go like that for everybody. So we'll no. cover that more here in the draft. But um, JB, you got a nice little birthday present, man. And it's not even, it's not even, it's not even little because it was a big moment for those who are big golf fans. And I got to tell you, one of the things when we first started becoming friends and getting to know each other, you would often talk about this dude and you would act, you would ride for him. And this was in the time where he was dealing with a lot of shit. He, he was, was wilding out in the streets. He was going through it. He had a, he had the bionic back. This guy, <laughs> Tiger, fucks around and wins the Masters. Yeah. I'm just to make it real simple. What did that shit... You are a legitimate fan and supporter of, of Tiger Eldrick Woods. I am. What did that shit mean to you, well, personally? First of all, guys, for everybody that follows us on Instagram, at, at JP and Benny Blue, yes. uh, I posted a picture of me pointing to an autographed ball from when he first... Uh, not when he yes, first won the Masters, but one of, one of his Masters victories. Um... Tigers that got to me, man. Uh, from the moment I, I, I took interest in golf, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it's no secret, you know what I'm saying? No matter what people think he is, what he says, he's a black man. Father's black. Yeah, he's a black man, and he's dominated golf for years. Uh, has almost every record besides a couple that the great Jack Nichols has. But, uh, man, I, I, I cried. I ain't gonna lie. I shed tears of joy, especially when he, he ran up to his son and hugged him. Uh, it was just like, I felt like I was watching him hug his dad again. So it was just like full circle. The man came back from, from look, self-induced embarrassment and pain to pain that he suffered from his sport. And it just, just all kind of ridicule and shame. And he came back and he fought like, like, like the tiger that he is. Uh, his, his, his nickname you know, Tigers are tenacious, and he 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 has showed that tenacity through years, eleven years, right? Eleven mm-hmm. years, man, since he's won uh, the Masters, uh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Since he's won a major, right? Since he's won a major, since right? He won a major, he, he won, so. he won a master. He won the Masters since what? Oh five? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so he hadn't won the Masters in, in in longer than that, almost fourteen years. But like, since he's won a major in eleven years, just just the 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 dog, man, it, I felt it. I felt it. I felt it. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it touched me. You know what I'm saying? It just it should be inspiration to people, man. That shit. If you couldn't feel that, you're crazy. You know what I'm saying? You, you have no heart. Right. You couldn't feel that. I don't. I don't give a damn if you hate him, you love him. I don't care if you if you if you didn't feel that when that man threw his hands up and, and screamed and went and hugged his kid. And, you know, one thing he didn't do, he didn't cry on camera. But I know when he got in his hotel, back in his hotel room. Or should I say his suite or or Airbnb or whatever the fuck he was staying at with his family? I know he, he I know he let he him fly. the Airbnb. I know he let him fly, bro. Because you know what I'm saying he, he had to. He had to. Oh, and the yeah. composure, man. The composure. He was so focused, bro. I watched the entire thing. I watched every round. He was so focused. He had that swag. He was chewing that gum. He when he made when he when he messed up, he messed up where where as crazy as it sounds in golf. You make mistakes, but you have to make mistakes in the places where you're supposed to make mistakes. He did that. And he made the mistakes he was supposed to make. He capitalized when he was supposed to capitalize. And at the end, man, he just he just fucking loped up on them boys. And you could see the the pressure that he was he was applying to, to the competition. That was the most beautiful part. 
Mm-hmm. He was in a group with a guy that was leading. I forget the guy's name, but he was playing. Yeah, the, yeah, the cat Molinari. Yeah, he Molinari. Most, so he was, in the, he was in the group. Molinari yeah. was fucking around and, 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 and bit one hole. Uh, got like a double bogey on it. Knocked him back two shots. Everybody else was just missing, parring instead of burning. It was just beautiful to watch, man. So shout out to Tiger Woods, man. Old Eldrick and this bitch. Um, <laughs> keep your nose clean, literally. And, uh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Please. Don't quit fucking with, you know, leave them hoes alone, man. You got a beautiful family, beautiful daughter, beautiful son. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got a woman that loves you. Uh, hey, just just continue to do what you do, man. I, I would love to see Tiger knock a couple more majors out and and bow out on top. You know what I'm saying? I like I like when 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 celebrities and sports guys they bow out gracefully. I always say right. I don't want, I don't ever want to get kicked out of my sport. I'm gonna bow out gracefully, knowing that I've given everything that I had to it. That's what I want Tiger to do. Now that he's healthy, I want him to win as much as he can win, and say, you know what, kiss my ass, I'm out. Right, bro. I mean, think about it. Forty three years old. Yep. I want to say three or four back surgeries. Mm-hmm. Lord knows all that stress made his his fucking hairline go to fucking Ecuador. Like that bitch was gone. Like that. I'm, that, I'm sorry. That that mugshot is just seared into my brain. Yeah, and he, that was that was just peak. Like you said, that that was peak uh, tiger self self induced as you called it. Right. And you know it's interesting because you bring up the dynamic of co- of course him 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 being a black man in, in a sport like golf, and not only that with how. Like how kind of regal and and classy and sophisticated the sport of golf can be presented as opposed to other sports. Not saying other sports aren't classy and have like good sportsmanship and dignity, but you you know the stereotypes around golf. It's a lot of khakis. It's a lot of like kind of well-to-do folks. Right. And I would imagine there were quite a few people that left him for dead. You know what I'm saying? Look, I I I tweeted it. So don't ever get it twisted. Everybody's not happy. Tiger's back. And right. And, and I told my older son, I told him, I said, you know, I said, if he didn't want any other major, it would have been like, all right, cool. He won a major. Mm-hmm. In fact, he won the Masters. Right. The Masters. You know right. what I'm saying? That, that, it was symbolic. You know what I'm saying? It was symbolic. The most, the most prestigious. The yeah. most prestigious. It's like the Super Bowl of golf. He won the Masters. Exactly. Nothing and bigger. Threw, throw their ass up. And all the favorites that they had, I, I should have put some fucking money on his ass. Ah, no cause, shit. Because when the first round started, he, he was at like 30 to 1. Yo, someone, yo, somebody came up on a bag. I saw oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, someone yeah. Came up on a bag, off and the they tiger. put that money on him. They put that money on him in like the fucking like end of the second round. Right, it was yeah, yeah. But that's what I said. If I'd have put, yeah. if, I'd, if I'd have dropped the five hundred on him in the beginning at thirty to one, oh lord, you know what I'm saying? Bro, some, <laughs> some cat, I, I, I know it was in Vegas at sportsbook. Some, some cat did a futures bet where you can obviously you can push it down way down the line. Yeah, and it was, it was basically, I think he put like ninety dollars on Will Tiger ever win the Masters again, and yeah. I think he came up on like twenty five racks or some wild shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, like Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah. that's got, a bet for I, your I, ass. I gotta start. I gotta start. You know what I'm saying? Uh, trusting my, my instincts on these little bets. I always had a little gut feeling. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my bookie. You know what I'm saying? So I got, I got, I got to start trusting my gut. I know, man. We we talk enough shit about this. You, you would think we we put down more dollars based on some of our edu- educated guesses, if you will. But I mean, right. it, it was just, bro. Shout to Nike for having that commercial on deck, son. Oh, man, they were ready. ready to they go. Ready. Shout out wow. to Nike. Shout out to Nike for taking. Shout out to Nike for understanding and 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 realizing how big Tiger is to them and to the sport of golf. Right. He's still that that TW man. That that TW is still man. You talk about golf. Motherfucker's still checking for that TW all day, every day, even when he was on mm-hmm. in his lowest point. Uh, yeah. 
Hey, so shout out to them, man. Yeah, that, that commercial was, was dope as shit. Just, man, just shout out to Tiger Woods, man. Great job, Eldrick. Welcome back. Um, handle your business, man. And, and we look we look forward to seeing you throw that throw that putter up, you know what I'm saying, victoriously more the rest of the golf season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, future guest of the podcast, I might add. Tiger, oh, yeah. Tiger listen I've been not running to him no way. I'm, I'm, I'm going to interview him oh, right now. put him in a headlock. Yeah, he he won't be able to leave until he says he's going to be on a guest on the podcast. Uh, it's real shit. Yeah, Tiger, yeah. listen, you're going to have the best interview and ex- and experience you've ever had in your life fucking with us. Easy. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, shout out to him. Again, shout out to reviewers out there at JB and Benny Blue, JB and Benny Blue for all past episodes. Put the slash merch behind that bitch. Yeah, Copy yeah. a hoodie, all that shit. And we're available on all platforms. Just want to remind you, find folks again uh, as we keep moving along for more current things happening. Uh, meaning the motherfucking playoffs are here in uh. the NBA, and uh, you know we've we've had some series shake out. Basically, in the East, JB, we've, we've had a, it's basically run the table how we thought it would. Unfortunately, right. unfortunately, my 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 Motor City my Motor City Pistons got mopped by the uh, the Bucks. But yeah. you know it, it it is what it is. Giannis is probably gonna win the MVP. Um, they're gonna play the uh, Celtics in the semis. And then on the other side, you got the Sixers, and then you got the Raptors. Right. And then um, on the other side, right now, at the time of this recording, it looks like the Warriors will put away the Clippers, and they have a hard road because they have to go against the Rockets. Right. Then on the flip side, um, Dame Little, Dame Little, and them boys put put away the Thunder. And then, um, you know, sneaky good series with what's happening with the Rockets, or I'm sorry, the Nuggets and the Spurs, because right. obviously Nuggets have a lot of talent, but the Spurs, they got pop, they have veterans, they've been there before. Right. Um, you so got yeah, one, one, basically one over Steven team and one under two team. Basically. Um, shit. From where we stand right now, from what, from what you've seen, however much or however little, if gut feeling... Who who do you really think we haven't really went into it these last few weeks? So like, from what you've seen so far, who do you really think got it? I mean, if you, gun to your head, who are you picking? Gun to my head. Damn. Right. <laughs> gun to my gun to my head. I gotta pick Golden State. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. I said uh, when the NBA season started, bold prediction. That I don't think Golden State is going to win the championship this year. You did say that. Run that back, reviewers. I do not think, and I still don't think they're going to win. Be easy, but I, but be, be truthfully with you guys. But I don't know who the fuck's going to win it. You know what I'm saying? The East is is weird. You know, the Bucks can be overbearing at times with, right. with Giannis. Like the, they can really oh, yeah. be overbearing, and I don't see anybody stopping him. So if, if the Bucks make it, they blow through the East and they get to the championship and the Warriors are sitting there. I don't see nobody that's going to stop Giannis. I don't think, I don't think Correct. Draymond with all his bullshit can stop Giannis. You know what I'm saying? I don't think nobody can stop Giannis. And the thing about it is they're a scrappy-ass ball club and they have role players that play their fucking role. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks won this thing, man. Be real. Uh, I don't see nobody in the East stopping them and I just feel like they can be a huge problem if they continue to do what they do. Like you just said, though, Golden State got to get past Houston. And Golden State is, they're very shaky right now. They're not the mm-hmm. same dominant Golden State team. They're flashy. They've shown flashes of greatness. Right. But the Clippers, are, even though the series is 3-1, to one, Clippers are giving them all the hell they want. That's true. So it's like, 
I don't know. It's such a toss up right now. It's just really such a toss up. So, but yeah, I, I'm again bold, bold prediction. I'm gonna say Milwaukee's gonna win the championship this year. Giannis is gonna get the MVP uh, because I have to stand by what I said. Golden State is not gonna win the championship. Not right. And do you think? Do you think we've reached the point with Golden State where it's like? I feel like with the I, I listen. I mean, I think it is fair to call them. It is fair to call them a dynasty. I mean, they they've been they've, they've been rocking it. it. They've done it. But but like all dynasties, Come you know, uh, you got you got egos, you got chemistry, you got sometimes effort. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you got cats trying to really identify their roles. Because like you said, they can they can be they can be flashy. They can pour it on with the points. But when the game slows down at a playoff level, especially like a team like Houston, who's really good at that at full strength. I mean, let's keep it real. Last year, they were essentially a Chris Paul injury away from going to the Western Conference Finals. Let's just keep it a buck. And that that series went to seven games. And they're playing each other not in the Western Conference Finals. They're playing them in the semis. Mm -hmm. And then on the other end of that bracket, look, man, Dame Lillard, I mean, I feel like every really great player – even if they're not the LeBron, KD status, whatever, they have that one. You saw this with Charles Barkley with the Suns, right? Mm-hmm. When the Suns made it to the finals. It yep. was really that kind of one run that he had to really try to win a chip. Of course, he's going up against Mike. Wasn't right. going to happen. Yeah, wasn't going to happen. But Dame Lillard might be in that zone. Regardless of the whole uh, Nurkic injury, they really they really might fuck around and go to the Western Conference Finals, which I believe is the furthest they would have, they will ever go since Dame Lillard has been on the team. Right. So they got a hungry-ass trailblazers team and it's not a gimme at all that no. they would get past the rockets no you know no. what i'm saying not at and all and with the bucks that they have really good balance on offense because it's not just straight sharpshooters right. they got they got Giannis yeah. is gonna yeah. pull up but Giannis is gonna literally physically dominate cats he's gonna take it to the rack middleton can pull up brogdon can pull up bledsoe can pull up right. you got cats r- r- rocking through Yes, I mean you can't really, you know. I think I think we've kind of reached that point where it's like a lot. Let's let's keep it real. Like you said, especially with the East, Sixers, Raptors, maybe even the Celtics, they may not be equipped to actually win it. I really feel like this may be the year. Whoever wins it, whether it's Giannis, um, Harden, or fuck around and be Lillard, this may be the year where you literally have. Of course, you have to have that good team to get to that level. Even the Bulls had those teams. They had those role players. Take away Scotty, it's a different thing, right? Right. That's we're not we're not just a fucking hot takes debate show. You know what time it is with that, right? But this may be the year where you really need to have that guy who's like, no, we like this is happening. We are doing this this year. I'm not no. I think there's no denying it. There's no denying it. No, like, like I said, I, I'm just, I, I just know, I just feel in my gut, Golden State's not going to win this year. So, like you said, with, and with all the things that are going on, it's, it's way more competitive right now than it's been. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it, 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 trust me, it's, it's worth watching this year, I, without a doubt. I, I watch damn near every game I can. Yeah, it's fun, man, because like there, there are some good. There are some good matchups, um, and you know, there's. I, I think to me, in the first time in in the last couple of seasons, honestly, there's some more balance, especially in the East, because right. the East has four really good teams. Exactly. Yeah. It's not, there's not LeBron. You know, what I'm saying, and they're just kind of everybody's like, oh, well, LeBron's gonna come out of the East. We already know that. No, they're, they're balanced, uh, and they got shooters, they got defense, 
They got slashers. It, the East is stronger this year than it's been in a long time. And the West is weaker. Be real with you guys. I'm not be real to the viewers out there. The West is just not this super powerhouse side anymore. So it's gonna be interesting, man. I, I, I you know, keep your eyes on it. Just keep your eyes on it. Trust me. It's, it's, it's definitely worth watching this. Year. Right. Exactly. Well, look, reviewers, keep your eyes on us uh, and your ears, especially because uh, when we come back, oh, buddy, uh, tis the goddamn season. Man, it's, it's, it's like we're unwrapping a birthday gift. Fucking soap Be- opera, man. Right. Because uh, there's a lot of shit to go over, especially with JB's beloved Burr gang, um, because the NFL draft is upon us. And by the time this recording has been released, there's going to be some things that have played themselves out. Yes, sir. Um, there's a lot to cover with this shit. We're going to go very deep into the 2019 NFL draft, particularly as it relates um, to the Bird Gang. That's some AZ Cardinals for those who ain't hip to the goddamn lingo. Ain't hip uh, to the jive, you know what I'm saying? Right. So stick around for that, uh, reviewers. And in case you forgot, you are listening to the JB and Benny Blue Review podcast. Yes. And we'll be right back, bitches. You. Yeah. What's up, reviewers? Have you heard about making money in real estate, but you're not sure how to get started? Now you have an opportunity to learn about the housing market while earning commission on new deals. Pacific Home Buyers is a Southern California-based real estate investment group that is seeking experience and hungry phone salespeople to help them find the best homes on the market for sale. And the best part? There's no real estate experience required. Hours are flexible, and you can earn big money on closed deals for just getting home sellers qualified. Call us now at 323-963-3417 for more information and how you can get started. That's 323-963-3417. Pacific Home Buyers. Your home sale starts here. Reviewers, we love you. We are back. Back like it is, left something. Mm-hmm. It's our third anniversary show. We really, really appreciate you rocking with us from the bottom of our hearts, whether it's your first episode or your 118th. Mm. It means a lot. And especially for those who are out there hoping, wishing, and praying, yeah. JB, that their owner, GM, coach, mascot, whoever the fuck is involved. Somebody. Whoever we'll making the decisions, goddammit. Right. Who's ever involved making the decision to pick a player that will hopefully make a big impact on the 2019 season and beyond. It is the NFL draft time, and this is the 2019 NFL draft savage preview cue that music let's go right (laughs) now the hottest team on the block right now is oh wouldn't you know it jb's beloved bird game the arizona cardinals this is is the most that espn has talked about the arizona cardinals and fucking since the super bowl run (laughs) oh yeah yeah damn it's 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 a hard thing to admit but damn it it's true that's hella funny um, and that's because if you've been living under a rock, um, they have the number one pick. Mm. And um, there's been a lot of uh, speculation. speculation and rumors and smoke and mirrors yeah. and all that shit. A whole lot of, so, uh, I, I call it a uh, draft Texas Hold'em going on. Right. So, JB, at the time of this recording, we are one evening away from the draft. And real quick, uh, you ain't just going to be watching this shit. Oh, you're going to be uh, participating. Tell tell the reviewers in the greater desert area what's going to be happening uh, for yours truly. Yeah, uh, me, myself, uh, and a couple other guys will be down in Tombstone, Arizona, legendary Tombstone, Arizona, where we are having a draft party, one of our draft parties, um, for the day three, if you will, picks. So 
I will be on stage announcing pick on the NFL Network. You know, see this pretty face on TV. It won't be the first time. Bam. I've been on TV before. It's an honor. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? At the Cardinals, you know what I'm saying, chose me to be one of the guys that represent the PG. And shout out to people know, you know what I'm saying, who's going to be, who's the third game. Uh, shout out to Carlos Dansby, who's going to be in Nashville uh, for the second round pick, and uh, old Stennis for the third. So yeah, it's going to be a good time, and I'm honored to be able to do it. Nice, and that's going to be that's going to be what uh, Friday is that Saturday, Saturday, Saturday in Tombstone, Arizona. So I think our first pick is at like nine uh, Mountain Time, nine twenty or something like that. Okay, and this is a this is a uh, basically a, a BG wash party in Tombstone, correct? Yeah, yeah. So it's a bird game draft party in Tombstone. They like to do that. The Cardinals do a great job of that, getting around the state, getting everybody involved, getting everybody excited about. Uh, What's the venue if you know it? Uh, I, I don't know. I know it's gonna be at the, the OK, OK Corral uh, <laughs> on Allen Street. The OK Corral. Oh, yeah, you know what's happening. <laughs> wow. The OK Corral was the legendary shootout between the Cowboys and Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday and his brothers. I mean, Wyatt's brothers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Allen Street. It's gonna okay. be good, man. And me being a huge fan of Tombstone the movie, it's just gonna be a good time. Bam. All right, so it's going down again. Reviewers, uh, for those who have. Haven't been rocking with us for a long time. Uh, Mr. Bridges himself was uh, honored and privileged enough to be drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, as we talked about in, in the beginning in a previous draft episodes, not necessarily where he should have or wanted to go, right. but he was able to get kick in the door nonetheless and yeah. get in there uh, by the Fly Eagles Fly. That's Philly. They, they picked yeah. him up. Yeah. And the other bird gang I like to call Correct. Um, now, JB, I mean... Just jump right into it with your guys. Obviously, you're gonna you're you're gonna have the honor to to list a name that hopefully will be with the BG for a long time. You never really know how it's gonna shake. You yep. yourself are a six rounder, and you end up having a, a pretty fine career. Yep. Some cats some cats get going the first, and they they're out of here by in three years. I know the rookie really, contract's over. I know a lot of guys that went before me that didn't play in the league with two and a half three years. Mm-hmm. They went first round, second round, third. Yeah, a lot of those guys. Yeah, exactly. So, talking about the the first round for for the Bird Gang for the Cardinals, um, as of right now, and Lord knows that it could change, oh, they have the number one pick, and there has been this goddamn storyline that this guy, your man, former uh, two thousand three Senior Bowl participant, one Cliff Kingsbury, mm-hmm. uh, is very very interested in one Kyler Murray out of Oklahoma. However, the Bird Gang drafted a quarterback. Last year, yeah. who's not too bad himself, and they go. drafted him with their first overall pick in the first round of last year. So, JB, two-part question. Number one, if you were GM Jeremy Bridges, which you soon will be, what would you do with the number one pick? And when it's all, and part two is when it's all said and done, does Kime turn in the card and draft Kyler Murray? Uh, me personally, I would trade the pick down because I think the, the number one overall pick is the first. Uh, I don't like the number one overall pick. I'll let somebody else deal with that madness. So I would trade down uh, to one of the other teams. I mean, you, you got to look at teams like number you got six, the sixth pick overall. The, the Giants have that pick. Uh, who else? Um, the seventh pick. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars had that pick. Um, 
You guys have number eight. Uh, you know, it's no, mm-hmm. no big, you know, your guys getting a little up in age over there. The Bengals have number 11. I would trade down. I would get a couple picks. I would get a uh, trade down for a first and then another, maybe another second or a third. We can get it. But I would get rid of that pick. Um, I don't think that the Cardinals are going to take Kyler Murray. I don't. I don't think they're going to do it. I think that that's that's the hype, and I think that everybody is ESPN is riding that bitch like like a NASCAR driver. You know what I'm saying? They're they're, right. they're riding the hell out of that bitch, and that's all. That's, that's all they can think about, and all they can say is that Kyler Murray is going number one to the Cardinals. And the only validation they have is this is what kills me is because of what Cliff Kingsbury said before he even got the job or even knew he was going to be the coach of the Cardinals. Exactly. He said that's that how he felt off. about it. He was still a college coach at that time. Right. And that's all they got to hang their hat on. And all, and all the um, the air raid offense. Like, that's all you got to hang your hat on. That's that's not that's not, that's not not real thick. So, I don't think we're going to draft Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, I said it on, um, on, on many radio shows in Arizona. Kyler Murray is going to be a great football player for whatever team he goes to. But he is not for us. He's just not. He's not. Uh, and honestly, you know, like in this NFL, people can say what they want to say about the only thing that, that, that brings that allure about Kyler Murray is the fact that he can run the football. That's it. Bottom line. But as we've seen in this league, running quarterbacks don't do very well. Right? You're going to eventually learn how to learn how to sit in the pocket and throw the ball. Russell Wilson is, a, is an escape artist. He does really well. He does great things. That's what everybody's comparing him to. Like, oh, my God, he'll be the next Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's a special person. Can Kyler Murray come in the league and do the same thing? Maybe so. I wish him the best. I wish him all the best. But just not in that red and white, but. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So that that leads me to part two. Uh-oh. You 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 have you have the card in your hand. You can pick it. You have, you also have the lines to all other thirty one GMs. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like if it were up to you, you would want to trade out. Yeah. So what would what would you do to move and groove, shake and bake to get some more value for that number one pick? I am calling the New York Giants, mm. and I am calling the Bengals. I am calling Denver. All right, um, and I'm calling Miami, calling the Redskins, calling everybody. Like, look, you want this pick or not? We don't want it, all right? But if you're going to take this pick, you're going to give me whatever place you just had. Your pick plus. And, and you're going to give yep. me a second round, or you're going to give me an early third. That's all I need. You know what I'm saying? That's all I need. That That's going to ensure me that I'm going to get two quality players out the field. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and 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 in in return for the this this super expensive number one draft pick again, what I call a curse. Uh, so I'm gonna I, that's that, those are the things I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get on the phone, and start talking to people, be like, look, do what this first pick or not. I'm saying y'all need a quarterback, y'all like Kyler Murray, everybody think Kyler Murray is shit. Hey, here you go, here's your opportunity to get. So that th- th- that's what I would do. I would not. I I I, I am gonna stand by Josh Rosen. The kid didn't even get a fair shake last year. He, he was getting up off his fucking ass morning. He was dropping back. All right. Offensive line right. Was, was injury-ridden. They were horrible. The receivers would drop balls. It wasn't an ideal situation for a young quarterback. We had McCoy, you know what I'm saying, who was, what, as we offensive linemen call, a tackle killer. You know what I'm saying? Because he makes you drop back and fucking and drop back and pass protect 
60 times a game. He wants to throw the ball down the field with a rookie quarterback. That's not smart, right? So the way this whole air raid offense works is that everything happens super fast. So what's the purpose of having a winning quarterback? Right, exactly. You you got to get the ball out. It's basically getting the ball out quick right. and getting downfield. That's what it yeah, is. We're getting it out, and every once in a while we take shots. What's the purpose of having a, a scoop, a running quarterback? You know what I'm saying? To to do the whole uh, whole uh, play, play, option read thing. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like anybody sweating that? I just I just don't see the benefit of drafting this kid. I just don't. Not for us. Again, not for us. Uh, not for us. I don't see it. Okay, so let let me ask you this then. You, you you address that pretty well in terms of what not drafting Kyler Murray and then not and then getting out of the number one pick. Let's say let's say the real life scenario happens and you're you're, you're chilling on the couch enjoying a dilly and they trade out and let's say they go let's say they go down to we'll just say number six number right six, yeah. if with that in mind if they get down to that position of the first round talent we'll say. Mm-hmm. Right, because you never really truly know. It's the dumbest thing in the world to say who's going to be the best player in the draft. Right. You never really truly know. You never know. First, first round or seventh round, you really never know. Mm-hmm. Um, of the first round talent, looking at all these mock drafts, like I know you have been, all the smoke and mirrors, all the GM talk, all the all the stories they put out there to try to leak to position, all that crap. If you got the pick that you wanted, who would be the player that you would take? Uh, I want this kid, Alabama. All right. Quentin Williams. Quentin Williams. I want, I want him. Mm. I want him. We talk about a defensive lineman who's who's ready to go, who's plug and play, who's ready to roll. I, I need him. I don't, I don't want nobody that that we need to sit down. Uh, I don't. We don't need another Indiche. Uh, you know, what I'm saying like another. You know, what I'm saying like shout out to that dude. You know, what I'm saying, but he's sometimes I question whether he wants to be a football player or not. This kid Quentin Williams is determined. He has a story. He has a reason to succeed, right? Bottom line, he wants to feed his family, right? Bottom line, that's it. And you watch him on tape, he was the most disruptive thing in college basketball. Right. Three three techniques. Hands down, he was the most disruptive thing in college football at the level that he was playing at the the mighty, mighty SEC. Mm -hmm. That's not taking nothing away from no... Guy on this this board. I mean, the kid from um, the kid from Houston, Ed Oliver, is disruptive as hell. But he's just small, right? He's like a, he's like an Aaron Donald type. He's six two, you know what I'm saying? And he weighs two eighty seven. Where again, Quentin is ready to roll. This kid is three fifteen, three ten, three fifteen. He's ready to get out to get out. So, um, I think he can be probably the best D line draft pass since Darnell Dock. He wrote, right? He, he's that damn disruptive. Run game, pass game, it don't matter. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So, and yeah, he he's projected by a lot of mock drafts to go number four um, to the Raiders. So, yeah, I mean, that would definitely fill a need. Everybody's predicted to go to the Raiders number four. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Wow. They don't know who they want. They said that tight end's going to go number four for like like. Hell, the Raiders don't know who the hell they're going to get. They, they, now they're saying that uh, the Jacobs kid, the running back from Alabama, is going to go number four to the Raiders. Like, yeah. Right. Chuck, Chucky's going to be throwing darts at the board and shit to figure it out. Right. Yeah. It, it, they, it, they're it, kind of on some other ridiculous. shit. Ridiculous. Yep. All right. Now, let's uh, let's let's uh, move to this. Um, I don't know what's been going on. We were talking about it in our patent production meeting. Um, but apparently, 
And there there was these issues, I guess it was during the season, yeah. technically, yeah. with Pat P. Right. And apparently he's got his feathers ruffled again, something happened, and people are talking that shit again about him getting out of Dodge. Do you think there's going to be a big draft night move where your guy ends up getting flipped to another team for, for a collection of picks? What do you think is going to happen with that? At this point right now, Billy, I don't know. I've been trying to figure. I've been trying to figure this out ever since I found out he's not there. Cliff Kingsbury said that they knew he wasn't going to be at camp. Of course, that's the same face. And I don't know. I don't know what's going on. This will be year nine for Pat, if I'm not mistaken. And I know Pat wants to win. I've seen. I've seen so many different things about what it. What. What. What could be the reasoning? A lot of people, and this is. This is. This is a lot of people are saying that he don't like. The fact that he, he thinks that they're going to draft Kyler Murray over and get a little rope. I don't think that he likes that. Uh, I think mm. that, it, 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 you know, I, I think that it's, again, like, like a lot of people think that it's just not a fair shake. It's not. And, and he, he sees the potential in this kid and what he can be and, and what he can do for the team. At the same time, he's an individual. He has one more year in his contract. And I don't think he's trying to press for money right now. I do believe he wants to be a lifer you know I, I don't i don't think you know what I'm saying? He's, he's a ring chaser i think he wants to be a lifer he's given everything he's had to the program and i don't i just don't see him being a ring chaser so i don't know what the hell is going on and it troubles me because i, I don't want to see him go he's the best cover corner in NFL football uh he shuts down the entire side of a defense and that that that's valuable that's valuable i understand like everybody's like oh we can get younger and, you know, sometimes that 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 that, that don't really account for, you know. So I pray to God we don't get really young. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I need him on my defense, but this NFL man, who the fuck knows what's going? Right. Okay. So you 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 believe with if with your desired first pick, they would take um, D tackle Quinn Williams. Quinn Williams, yeah. And trade, trade down, trade down the fourth, the first pick to the fourth, and get Quentin Williams. Sure. Trade down to pick him up, and then it could be possible that you may have a need if something does happen that you may have a need at corner. Mm-hmm. Based on what you know, you know conversations that you've had and just the analysis analysis that you've had, especially from the, this past season, it was a tough season for the Bird Gang and right. going into the off season. What is the no? In your opinion. And the answer may be obvious, but what is the biggest need for these guys out of this whole draft? Where do they got to get value? Where do they got to get depth? Where do they got to make their lay their chips down the best? We got we got for, for position depth wise. We got to get depth in the offensive line and the defensive line. Let's be real, with you. our interior is is, is is bombed and depleted. We need guys that can play and play multiple positions and all style of guys. Uh, so that that has to be the main focus. And the reason why, just to go back to the whole Kyler Murray thing, the reason why, and I've said it multiple times, I can't see us getting Kyler Murray based on the moves that we made to solidify our offensive line. Because why are we solidify our offensive line? Why would we even care if we got a running quarterback? <laughs> like, why, right. would you, why would you put so much emphasis on strength right. in the offensive line if we don't have a running quarterback who can just get out of any problem and run and get the 15, 15 yards, and then we line back up and do it again? Yeah, we, we got to address the issue of offensive line. We need solid offensive line. We need defensive line depth, productive defensive line. 
not just guys that you can just, just put in there. I, I need guys that can produce Keith Ruffles. We do need a young pass rusher on the outside. We got Chandler Jones. We got Silver back in town. We do need a young exterior pass. We need a guy on the outside that can bring that heat, as well as those two veteran guys that are proven at that and they're playing at a high level. We need a young buck that can come in and get a crack. So, yeah, I think we're pretty good at receiver. We're decent at tight end. Those guys just got to make the plays that are going to be made. That was a problem last year. And, of course, we got, right, DJ, I, we got DJ. He's back and he's better, strong as ever, in the best shape I think he's been in the NFL. We got a young running back behind him who's productive. Quarterback again. <laughs> I think Rose will do it. No question that. But that defense. Uh, we signed Hicks from the Eagles, which is great. That, yeah. that that was a man. That was a, that was a big ass, big ass, big ass, big ass signing. That was lovely, and we signed some defensive backs that are veterans. We got the kid from Atlanta. We we made some moves. We made some some really good moves. Brought back a couple of productive defensive linemen. We signed them, but we we definitely need to address defensive lines. We need to address offensive line. Of course, offensive line wise, you can get that in in the mid round. So, again, trading down that first-round pick and then getting that first and then getting maybe a third, you know what I'm saying, or a fourth pick, fourth-round pick, would be very beneficial if we can get that, that, that solid offensive play guard tackle. We can plug and play and yeah, so on and so forth. So, when injuries do occur, we got DJ Humphries, you know what I'm saying, and, and to me, the jurors that I was I mean, everybody praises him, but he's very athletic, but... To me, the jury's still on the field. I, I need to see, I need to see consistency. I need to see him play a whole season without getting hurt. So yeah, we got things, man. We got, we got, we got AQ coming back. We got uh, Mason going back to Love Guard. We got Steezy. Um, we got Humphreys coming back. So yeah, we got some good things working off the line. But we just need some young guys that can solid. So I'm gonna say also the defensive line is like paramount. We gotta deal with that. That's right. Like, no, no question that. Right. Well, well, let's shift to that because obviously that's that's your expertise, that's your position. You coach, you train, you evaluate. So, looking at particularly the the, the early round talents from who from who you watch, the tape that you watch, like who is really going to be who is really that guy in terms of the offensive line picks? Who who are you really looking at? That's like you know what if they if somebody picks up that guy. They're gonna be a fucking all pro. Cause I mean, shit, you saw it. You saw it happen pretty well last year with the with the uh, the um, the Quentin Nelson pick. Right. With the with the Colts, Frank mm-hmm. Ragnow has, has done a good job in Detroit. Right. Um, I believe the, the cat that you guys picked up Mason, had, had a pretty yeah. good first Mason, season. He, Correct. They played the entire season. Did play very well. Yep. Solid offensive lineman. That's that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like solid offensive lineman. Uh, I think the kid from. The kid from Alabama, honestly, is the most complete offensive lineman. You got uh, Jonah Williams. Yeah, the Williams kid from Alabama. Junior out of Alabama. Yep. Yeah, he he's the most the most complete offensive lineman. Plug and play. He can play guard. He can play tackle. Uh, he's again, he's a tweener, if you will, by their standards, because he's only like I think he's only like six four. You know what I'm saying? Weighs about three hundred five pounds, but he has tackle feet and he has guard strength so those are things that, that make him valuable because he can play both positions so 
I'm saying he's the most complete guy. Now, there, there are a number. Uh, the kid from Washington State is a hell of an offensive tackle. He's uh, a dancing. Andre Diller. Uh, yeah, yep. A dancing bear, if you will. Huh. Uh, the kid from Florida, he's got skills. I honestly think that he's more of a, a guard in the NFL. Uh, but he does remind me of Jason, uh, of Peter's spot, uh, tackle. He, hmm. he reminds me a lot of him in the way that he moves. The fact that Peter's arms aren't that long, but he, he blocks with his feet very well. So. Yeah, that kid from Alabama, I think he, he's the most complete one. Uh, the center from uh, from North Carolina State is is a he, he's a stud too. I, I give him his prop. Mm. Plug okay. and play guy, plug and play guy. He can get in there and get it done. Right. So I mean, ultimately, ultimately, I think that this this draft seems to be pretty rich, particularly in I would say defensive linemen. Edge slash linebackers and then offensive linemen. Would you agree? It's it's not it's not a, it's not a flashy position draft by any means in terms of no, depth. No, not, not at all. It, it, it's linebacker thick. It's uh it's it's O line D line thick. Um, yeah, without a doubt, it's it's not those those things aren't all that flash and that. It, it's it's just a. Uh, it's, it's a lot of there's a lot of cornerbacks in this draft too for people that are not really talking about uh, the whole draft conversation got so saturated with the quarterback situation and it's not really a quarterback draft but the whole number one pick and and, and the Tyler Murray situation that it's got so saturated there, this, this, there are a gang of quarter of cornerbacks in this draft that are going to play ball for a long time in the NFL Byron Murphy a greedy uh, this kid from uh, Michigan State. Uh, like they're, <laughs> these guys are gonna be ball players in the league for a long time, so it's 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 it's, it's, it's more spread out than most drafts have been. Of course, last year's draft was the the ultimate quarterback draft. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, exactly. Like Eleven of them. You know what I'm saying? That could go super high. So yeah, it's that kind of draft. But yeah, definitely O line, D line pick. Okay. Well, bro, before before you wrap up, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. Uh-oh. All right. I didn't know so that. you you were drafted in 2003. 2003. 185th pick um, overall. Yes, sir. All right. So this is our third anniversary. We cover the draft every year. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a quick story? A quick jewel, a quick experience that you can share, especially for the young cats out there that that are that actually play, that actually have dreams and aspirations of making it to the league. They may be in high school, they may be playing college ball right now. Yeah. What is what is a quick story that you may have not really gone in depth because we went, we went into the whole like evaluation, the senior bowl stuff, but maybe in terms of what happened to you, something that interesting that may have happened to you that kind of stuck with you on actual draft night for those out there who may be experiencing it. Tomorrow night and through the weekend, or maybe experiencing that shit in the future, God willing. Uh, you know, the, 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 the best story I can tell about the draft that I was fixed to go late first round, early second. Um, and I'm not even going to go into the details why I fell because I've, I've mended that. I've, 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 I've spoken, you know what I'm saying? spoken to the person that 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 heart that did me that that, and I'm over that. But Going 
in the sixth round falling, you know, that far just made me uh, an animal on the football. And no matter where you go, because guys are going to fall tomorrow, it's going to be some hearts broken, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be some, some 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 sad faces sitting in their, in, their, in their weight room with their nice suits on and their Rolex. Right. Face some and, agents pissed yeah, off yeah, about that yeah, signing yeah. bonus. Agents going to be on the phone, you know what I'm saying? Again, like I just said, they're going to be sitting there with their Rolexes on, you know what I'm saying? And and all their whole damn family ain't got flew out by, by the agent. And, <laughs> right. Yeah, so it's going to be some disappointment, but it don't matter when you go, as long as you go. Because when you get there, I told one of the guys that I trained, his name was Steve Miller. He plays in Arizona State. He should be the starting right tackle for next year. And, you know, he, he all he talks about, kid wants to play NFL football so bad. And I told him, I said, man, look, you just keep working. I said, because they're going to scout you based on your talent, and they're going to draft you based on, they're going to draft you based on the need. Right. right? They're, they're going to, like, everybody's talking about, you're going to take the best player on the board. I think that's fucking stupid. Like, what am I going to take a guy that I don't need? It don't matter, you know, it don't matter if he's, if, you know, if he's shit, if he's shit out stars. You know what I'm saying? If I don't need him, then what am I going to draft him for? So, I got drafted based on the fact that Philly needed a tackle. You know, they, they needed a young, solid, utility offensive line. And based on my 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 measurables being six, six four and some change, at that point I was six four and three fourths, and I weighed huh. three hundred and five pounds, and was strong as an ox, and, you know, and quick and all that stuff, you know, all these things, and, and ended up being and the best offensive lineman at the Senior Bowl, uh, making Mel Kiper eat his fucking words. I got to Philly and I just started kicking ass. But no matter when you get drafted, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a pride thing. That's that's a pride. Of course it's a money thing, and you know what I'm saying, you think about like goddamn, you know, you talking mm-hmm. about like four million dollars. But at the same time, if you're gonna get in the league and you're gonna stick in the league, you're gonna make that back. You're gonna be good. So young bucks out there, just a word of advice, you know what I'm saying, for all the youngers that that, that might hear this before tomorrow's draft. But, might not, or like, might be listening to it while you're sitting on the damn couch, you know what I'm saying, waiting on that day to be called. Right. Hey, no matter how it goes when you get there, like I say, when that door opens up, that door cracks, you pick that motherfucker and take off running and don't look back. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, man. You you were able to have a very fruitful career and last when a lot of, like you said earlier, when a lot of other cats who went above you didn't make it past the rookie contract. A lot of other cats. I mean, I mean, yeah. a lot, guys. Reviews out there. I mean, there's a lot of cats that, especially just based on offensive tackles that I was ranked higher than coming out and performed better than in senior bowls and all this other shit. They had this statue and this, and this status because of the school they went to. Yeah, a lot of them, four or five year careers, they were gone. Mm-hmm. It's about that. It's about that longevity. And God damn it. We are here to stay. The bottom line uh, is this, guys. You know what I'm saying? Remember this. Remember this little jewel. I'm going to drop this little jewel on you. If you can't play, you won't stay. That, that's the huh. NFL. That should, be the model for, that should be the model for the NFL, period. <laughs> if you can't play, you will not stay. Bottom line. And you know and you know it's real when it rhymes, goddammit. You damn right. <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, man. Well, look, we're here to stay. We got longevity because, damn it, we are three. We are three years of running, and uh, man, it's, it's it's been a pleasure doing this, doing this with my guy, and doing this for all you. Because, damn it, we are for the people. Always, uh, Bizzleman. Any final thoughts or words for the reviewers before we get on up out of here and let these folks enjoy their NFL draft? See what happens with their goddamn squad. You know what I'm gonna say, man. Yeah, it's important to you. You know what I'm saying? Put energy into it. Uh, 
take care of yourself, health as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, be, don't be afraid to make a change, you know what I'm saying, especially when it comes to your body, because you only get one. Real shit. You only get one. Love your family, love yourself. Love your, your, your higher being, you know what I'm saying, whatever it may be. Buddha, Christ, you know what I'm saying, on your wall, whatever. <laughs> We love y'all reviewers out there, man. Appreciate y'all rocking with us for three goddamn years. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn right. Follow us at JB and Benny Blue, JB and Benny Blue Review.com. We are available on all streaming platforms. Hit us up on the Savage Hotline, 818-850-2804. Goddamn yep. it. Leave us a message. Shoot us some well wishes for the three years. We will play that and all that good shit. And uh, yeah, reviewers, enjoy yourself some good old NFL draft. You're out in Tombstone in the Desert. Go mess with our guy. Right here on day three. Yeah, man. Um, he, he will be announcing that pick, baby. Changing lives out here. Um, yeah, man. It's going down. I love love the draft, dude. It's just it's the best in the world. Guys, awesome, guys have been putting in this work, get to see their dreams come true it's for terrible. however long it is. It's just the fact that you can get there, man, it's a beautiful thing, bro. If you, if you are able to get to that next level, not too many people on God's green earth can say that. Right. So that means you are one of the best at what you do. And damn it, we are some of the best at this here podcast game. Um, So until next episode, we appreciate you. This is the JB and Benny Review. And we out, people. Yeah, holla. Yeah. Mondays. Just became Mondays. Mondays just got more exciting. Powerball now draws three days a week. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim. <sighs> Mondays. Just became Mondays. Mondays just got more exciting. Powerball now draws three days a week. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.